What is up, Asymmetry? How you all doing? Rounding out. I'm going to, you know, every year is a, a is is like a, a new capacity to reconceptualize the boneside practice and certainly uh, 2021 through just an exorbitant number of curveballs our way at Mirai. But, uh, but, you know, there's a saying, it's not how you start, but how you finish. And ending the 2021 year at Mirai, uh, I can very safely say with a very clear amount of awareness of what the narrative arc of my career post-Japan at Mirai has been that I have never been as excited for a year as the upcoming 2022 year. We've planned it out. We've worked through so many questions and have started to develop answers, motivations, goals. The creative team at Mirai uh, is booming with talent and uh, a desire to push forward on what we've discovered in our explorations over 2021. And I sat down with our new project manager and one of our resident bonsai practitioners, uh, Ira Sisson, moving in from Las Vegas to be a part of the Mirai creative team. Uh, you'll start to hear more and more from uh, from Ira over the 2022 year as he handles the Q and A's uh, and joins me on the podcast. Um, but even you know, just the depth of the guests we're going to be speaking to, the correlations we're going to be able to draw to communities far and wide, and uh, and the launch and rise of Mirai Mobile, the next iteration of education for Mirai that's coming in 2022. I, I could not be more excited. The garden is is progressing. The trees are improving and refining and giving us an entirely new take an interpretation on the art form and the global community continues to grow uh, and we welcome all of you to be a part of it. So sit back, relax, Ira and I break it down, set some uh, goals and inspirations, insights into 2022 for Mirai, but um, a very happy holidays to you all. We appreciate your support. We love you all very much and, uh, and we look forward to this next period of progress uh, community collaboration and and goodwill as we push the bonsai practice forward. When you took that phone call, Jesus was just uh, we're talking about like coming up on the holiday break and stuff. What he's rented uh, a cabin up there by Mount Hood, and he's like, and I'm oh, like, oh, nice. Like how how like yeah. how, how how deep are we going? Is this like you know whatever? Is uh -huh. there electricity? And he's like, oh, there's a hot tub outside, so it's gonna be pretty nice. Uh, you know, you know what I feel like? I feel like hot tub and barbecue. Oh, yeah. You have to have the hot tub and you have to have the barbecue, those two things. And it really doesn't matter. As long as there is a shack that wind is not blowing across your body, you are just fine. And if you have an open fire, a wood burning fireplace or stove, then it's just like, well, we've just hit magic. We, we, <laughs> that's pretty much all you need to live, you know? Like, well, get some marshmallows and uh, it's going to be, uh, be smortastic up there for the holidays. More. Fantastic. When's the last time you had? Is there something about s'mores where you have to use like crappy chocolate? Doesn't yeah, it, what's that? It always yeah, that's like really interesting. Standard chocolate. And is there like a boutique graham cracker? There's got to be. Does that exist? I feel like we should go deep on that. That was kind of Darlene's thing a lot of the times when we would try to like do homemade pizzas or something. She was always just like kind of like lowbrow standard food, mm. but then just go like tops with all the ingredients, and it just yeah. does improve it. I mean, you make a. Does she make the crust from scratch? She's done all that. She's or she go some... Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's pizza dough is yeah. pretty legit. Yeah, we've done that too. There was a phase where she was like doing a lot of baking, but 
Oh, maybe we'll do that again here. We'll see. Yeah. 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 You should. We should. We should. We should. What you should do is you should bake some awesome stuff and bring enough for everyone. That's a real. That's, a that's real what key. Sherry does. Look at this. Did yeah. you get any of that? I haven't yet. You know, the timing wasn't right when she brought it because I typically we kind of, uh, you know, don't eat uh, breakfast until, you know, she she was here at nine o'clock. And, and then the other thing was I know Diana got left out because there were nuts in there. It's like, uh-huh. what, a, what a bad beat. You abstained uh, to be in solidarity with Diana, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that must have been it. That's really. Team I noticed what you went right. Pl- what a team player! A team player. We're trying. To, we're trying to chip in and, and make sure everybody feels like we're we're, we're pulling in the same direction. Uh, I noticed you when you grabbed yours. You went aggressively into dunk mode. There wasn't even a. Uh, it was just a natural thing. It was like yeah. a, a, a set of shears in your hand, yeah. Ryan. Biscotti, right? scone, boom. Any sort of morning bread goes yeah. straight in the coffee. I don't. I like what. That's what it's for. That's why coffee. That's why those things are accoutrements to the. That that's an accoutrement to the consumption of coffee. It's not a main yeah. course. It's a, a additive. It's a supplement. It's a it's a feature piece of content. It's not the major stream of the week. A feature piece of content. It's a feature piece of content. Yeah. I mean, wonderfully crafted, made with love, delicious and tasty oh, yeah. without the coffee. Family recipe. It's nothing. Multiple generations. I'm sure there are plenty of you out there that eat biscotti without coffee. And you know what I say? You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> got to dial it back. Got to reel it in. No, no, no. If we're talking about going deep on s'mores, then we really got to talk okay. about going deep on biscotti this is too. Because this, this is something. Yeah. Biscotti is its own religion. When we're tagging this thing, there's going to be the tag word hot tub is going to be in there. And that's going to be like, that's how this whole thing started was Jesus's uh, uh, extravagance over his uh, winter cabin experience. Oh, man. Next thing you know, you're going deep on dunking. I think hot tub is going to be the theme of 2022 for <laughs> Well, you took down the time machine. You had the big you had the big time machine down there by where yeah, the greenhouse was. Yeah, we had the cedar, the wood-fired cedar hot tub that never held water. <laughs> So, so it held like two or three inches of water one time, one time we got the wood fired cedar hot tub, which was definitely recycled, uh, from a former, uh, student who was like, you want this hot tub? And I was like, yeah, I want a hot tub. And he's like, all right, it's been without water for a while, which I had no freaking clue that that means this is just a pile of wood that you're going to try to fill with water over and over and over again. And it's never going to swell and seal up again. So Troy, you know bunged all the holes which is amazing word and then troy caulked all the uh edges like we did everything we got it to hold water one time we fired up the wood burning component of it which you drop the wood straight down vertically on top of the fire so just try to imagine that that you open the cap the 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 fire it you drop a wood on top of the fire which means that the heat is billowing out of this vertical insertion point for the wood of a wood burning uh, hot tub, which Troy figured it out, but I couldn't because it it, it seemed very hazardous. And we got that th- thing so freaking hot, mm-hmm. so freaking hot that there was not a prayer that anybody was getting in it. And then we let it cool down and then the water leaked out of it and we were never able yeah. to recover. Yeah, you're either going to boil yourself or just, just abstain. I think there might be, you know how they say like if you put a, a, a frog in a cold uh oh if you put a frog in a cold thing of water slowly heat it up and slowly heat it up it'll it'll boil itself to death it won't get out of the water i i actually that was a really interesting experience because i was like i wonder if anybody ever has like just sort of slowly the temperatures Mm -hmm. risen 
enough alcohol consumption oh, and then absolutely. boom you just yeah. cash out we were a little desensitized and uh anyway that's all that happened that's, <laughs> that's that right. was the end of ira <laughs> that's right that's right the wood the wood-fired hot tub got him what a way to go <laughs> as long as i wasn't providing the alcohol i wonder if i would have liability in that Oof. Yeah, that's dark. Isn't this that's sad? What, <laughs> so that's what, Coffee that's cast into 2021. Coffee cast too, yeah. Happy yeah. holidays, everybody. <laughs> Happy holidays. It's gloomy and gray outside and wet. Uh, the sun came out a couple times this week, though. We saw the sun for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody ran outside. It's You know what? It's welcome. It's a welcome change as far as I'm concerned because uh, it was 117 degrees here this summer. It was so sunny that uh, that I never... I, I never really felt like I would welcome the rain as much as I did this year. It actually made it feel like home, which was odd. I don't know what that's all about. Well, it also changes your whole practice here. I know you and Troy being the kind of the primary people watching the the trees yeah. and the watering. It's like that shift of being able to like, let's go focus on building rock walls and working on the deciduous garden, which is like getting really, really impressive at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But there's time and there's resources you can kind of put in different directions versus... Yeah. Man, we're just trying to make sure these things don't melt just, out here. Just don't let them die. Well, yeah, watering is such a monster of a commitment over the course of the summer. Spring, you know, spring, things are growing. You're like excited, new foliage, everything's moving in the right direction. And then you get into summer, like a freshly repotted tree that, that this spring, you know, and like it hasn't really grown in many roots. Like you're walking that line. I, one of the most stressful things about Mariah is the fact that we do repot two or three hundred trees a year, and you sit there and you have to triage those things. You gotta; those are they're gonna sit on the fence and the borderline of success, not in failure, but just like if you you can't look away, you can't look away yeah. on yeah, those. That conversation, and I think I mean, I'm sure you've said it many times before, but I feel like this last year, maybe something about the way you said it hit home. And I know you've talked about that with your experiences in Japan, where you hear something four years in a row, and it's like, oh, then all of a sudden it hits you. But the idea of that root growth really not happening for the repot until mm-hmm. the fall. Mm-hmm. So now you you know you talk about the 117, or or even if it's just 105, like a normal kind of summer, and it's like you're 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 pressuring these trees to be able to be sustainable because oh, you big know time. a big part of mirai you know the function aspect is huge but the uh, the aesthetic you know and if you want these things to look awesome and all the amazing ceramics that you're trying to use and stuff it's like well you know sometimes you might remove a, a few more roots than 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 i mean we as a practitioner than i ever we never pushed like that mm-hmm. and i go back and look at the the photos of uh early Las Vegas bonsai society days when you're so jacked up about the uh, $10 juniper that you put in a, you know, five gallon container or, or a 10 or a $10 juniper that, you know, you, you, you stuff into a, you know, cheap pot from home Depot or something. And you're just so jacked up about it, but you look at the aesthetic now and you're like, yeah, that really wasn't really going real high on the aesthetic. <laughs> we were really, we were really pushing the aesthetic value. <laughs> looping wire over you know oh uh, yeah just just <laughs> just layering it breaking, on there smashing yeah. tearing and you're just like mm, i yeah. did that i did mm. that i did that look at that yeah someday this is going to be an apex you just have the one straight branch up towards the top <laughs> this one you don't keep... really know how that branch wired straight up in the air ever turns into an apex oh, yeah. but like yeah. that's your best guess right it like, happens in nature there's is... a leader and that thing just turns into a beautiful apex Absolutely. someday right two thousand years later yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, when the tree's 800 years old, that becomes a, yeah. a nice domed out apex. Yeah, apical formation. There you go. Uh, go watch that. Tell that, me about it. Break it down. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, shockingly enough moving. I always, I guess, I always figured conifers would be so much more durable than the broadleaf uh, deciduous and the broadleaf evergreens, and so I was like, oh man, you know, like conifers, I'm picking the easy route. And it is, it was shocking to see how well the broadleaf deciduous trees did in 117 degrees and how poorly the conifers mm-hmm. did. It was devastating, in fact. It was like, what, 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 wait, this isn't the way that it's supposed to work. Yeah, it must, I mean, you know, just the way that they move water. All, right? all about water mobility. That's yeah. my, that's my hypothesis. Yeah. I don't know. But we were talking, I thought the, I thought the discussion last night about the potential smoke impact that was of the smoke from the fires. Yeah. You know, nitrogen oxide and and uh, and the the shift of that to ozone. I know I we talked we talked a lot in college about ozone damage mm. to plants and stuff, and having the the widespread like uncharacteristic yeah. behavior of certain trees uh, from. You know, something had to have happened last year, but it's like, well, last year we were so sort of frightened and trying to recover from the compost extract that we really didn't, we didn't do anything crazy last year. And in fact, we we were very conservative, super conservative last year in 2020. Mm -hmm. And then 2021, you know, we saw a lot of just sort of uncharacteristic things happening with certain trees. And it was like, man... What could be the cause? And when you said, I wonder what's in smoke. Because our air quality index was yeah. fi- 520, yeah. 540 at so the peak is... of the fires that took out Telperion. I mean, like, that was the worst air quality in the world by 200, whatever yeah. the, I don't know what the unit is, but like 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was just like, oh, man, yeah, I never even thought about that. Which also made me wonder... Isn't Shanghai historically or or one of those really industrialized cities in China historically hold kind of the poor air quality record or yeah, maybe some, India? Some part of China, and I don't, I don't want to misspeak, but yeah, that's kind of the stereotype. And that's the whole... You that know, might big, just be what we hear Yeah, well, the big, the big population there is, is pretty comfortable wearing masks for the last however, 15, 20 years. That's been a part of their culture, I think. But yeah, but, uh, yeah this was... Uh, so this would have been... Right around the time of the cover wagon in 2020, um, when the national show had canceled, but you already had the trip planned, mm-hmm. and we went out there, and um, I think we were kind of talking a little bit about Taft because he was he went out to the the coast and that you and he got smoked out there, and then we were talking about you know ways to potentially like uh, mitigate that here, and it's like well the the location kind of elevation wise and the topography around Mirai for whatever reason in talking to, we talked to Troy about it. And this is the same time that, you know, Telperion burn. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a really kind of a brutal, brutal time for, uh, for Oregon. But, uh, the smoke just ch- got trapped here, got trapped. Yeah. And then none of the trees needed water for that long period of time. Yeah. Like everything about that was just such a weird thing. And I've never, I mean, I guess knock on wood, I've never had to experience that or anything, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at the the micro environment of a tree in a container, and it has to impact more mm-hmm. because there's nothing. It doesn't have a root system that's drawing off something and you know spread throughout the ground or a foliage mass that's extending vertically so far. And you know some of the tall trees, as opposed to the stunted stuff that we're working with. And and uh, that was an interesting conversation last night to kind of dive into that. And then. You know, thankfully Google's there to to help us figure out what smoke's made of. But we're just like, what is smoke made out of? 
water vapor it turns out a big part of it yeah that kind of but that's that's i I think that's one of the when i read that that's one of the interesting things because we have had over the past six years two when the columbia river gorge burned uh that was a pretty pretty big fire year that on days where we were supposed to be in the high 90s low hundreds which always seems to happen when there's a forest fire uh, and I understand like hotter temperatures, dry things that, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But when a fire is burning to have also the weather coincide with hundred degree, that's exactly what happened, uh, last year too. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be super hot, but when that smoke gets trapped, trees stop using water and the temperature is de- definitely, uh, lowered by smoke, not allowing, I'm assuming sunlight to heat up, right? But also the water vapor content. I mean, it's humid. It's like, it reminds me, of, I'll never forget when the gorge was burning, I came out of the house uh, to check water in the morning and it felt like Japan. Yeah, it's Japan in the summertime. Humidity, you're talking 75, 80%, humidity 85% mm-hmm. some days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. It was burly. And it just had, it had the smell, not of fire at that, you know, but the smell of humidity and like, uh the feel and the the, thickness in the air yeah the whole mobility feels different you know i mean because it's humid right now it's this is saturated it's 90 plus percent humidity based on the rain and moisture and everything is soaking wet at mirai i mean soaking wet here (laughs) it's freaking wet right uh but this is you know but it's also 45 degrees so that's going to be the high today yeah another beautiful day Another beautiful day in paradise. Another beautiful day in paradise. Yeah, that's right. It's good. That's right. It's been, it's been a big week. I mean, to be up here and just kind of uh, kind of see a little bit more of the inner workings. You know, having been a student with with Darlene and a lot of our our friends uh, from the Juniper group that we were in, and you know, being familiar with you and Mariah and kind of what's been happening, but then to kind of get into some of the planning for 2022 and some mm-hmm. of the excitement that that has brought and, and just kind of the uh, the idea factory. Mm-hmm. that this place is with um uh kind of pushing the the limits of 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 tradition and and uh exploring all the different things that are kind of on the docket for 22 uh 2022 it's going to be a monster it's going to be a monster year yeah i don't think uh i don't think there's not a lot of transparency around how mirai there's not a lot of transparency around how mirai uh goes about planning and conceptualizing mirai live but but, but as of March of 2022, we're 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That'll be the beginning of our sixth year of Mariah Live. You know, and it's like, that's a lot of, from the beginning, it was always a discussion of how, you know, aren't you going to run out of things to talk about? It's like, anybody everybody who says said that, that, it's like, do you do yeah. bonsai? Do you yeah, everybody said that. Yeah, because this is not an easy subject matter, especially especially when you're handling uh, traditional versus uh, some sort of other interpretation of the miniaturized tree form, especially when you're handling a vast multitude of species that mm-hmm. are inter- you know, interacting and you're trying to figure out the nuances of, like, especially when you're playing with odd weather circumstances that seem to be coming more frequent in the cultivation of bonsai. Yeah, that's new, right? Yeah, dealing with the different aesthetics from the ceramicists that have sort of risen mm-hmm. as a result of the expansion of bonsai in the Western world. Like, I I genuinely feel like 
this is a never ending journey. I think that's why people are so able to dedicate to it. But, you know, six years moving into the six year Mirai really, uh, this is actually, we're actually just starting to get to the point that I created Mirai Live to serve. We're, we're just, I'm actually just, the, the Mirai Live was not the end product. Mirai Live was, was the toolkit to take Mirai where I wanted it to go. There is a far, far bigger plan, which you're now starting to see and become aware of. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. And the plan obviously is world domination and to mm-hmm. take over the world one bone side what at a time. Gonna you know? to, what are we going to do today, that, Ryan? Are we brain or what was right. the joke earlier? <laughs> what are we doing today, brain? <laughs> Same thing we do every day. Same thing we do. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's so good. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. But even yeah. even within that, I mean, just, just thinking about uh, kind of brainstorming some of the seasonal work that happens and just thinking about that as, as a group and talking about species that maybe haven't been uh, featured. And I know, um, there's been, you know, that's been put out to the community of like, Hey, if you had, if you had an Ume that Mm -hmm. you're interested in Ryan working on, like, Hey, let's try, let's try to figure that out. You know, let's do Ume. Let's break Ume down from the top. Give me two to three years, uh, where we can track progress on the stream. And, uh, I, I have a strong degree of confidence that we will be able to take Ume to, such a deep level of understanding over the development secondary tertiary i mean it's really become in the necessity and desire to educate and empower people with knowledge so that mirai members have the ability and confidence to improve their bonsai practice or at least just have the confidence to not be fearful so that they can enjoy what bonsai has to offer right like the the necessity to quantify information really did change so much about Mirai. Like uh, educating via lecture uh, and students on site was the beginning of it, obviously, because that was, you know, I'm trying to teach people bonsai, but Mr. Kimura didn't teach bonsai. Mr. Kimura wasn't like, this is, hey, let me t- t- walk you through how you make a tree. I just observe, oh, this tree is has been wired an awful lot and now we're wiring it again and this is kind of what it looks like and this is how the repot went and this you know and even in in my apprenticeship i wasn't like thinking that i was like i had no it was so overwhelming the amount of information that like on a daily basis you're just trying as an apprentice to keep up to not screw up too bad but you're messing up constantly wasn't in the employee handbook no no, there no, wasn't no. a the 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 protocol for uh, being Mr. Kimura's apprentice wasn't written down anywhere. Yeah, it was kind of yelled at you through the process. Yeah, that's what's. I mean, when you when you talk to people who are a little bit, or you know, a lot of people are outside of, of the bonsai sphere, you know, and you explain kind of what's happening, and and people don't really, or they're a little bit unfamiliar, and then you talk about like, well, how do things work traditionally, and how information was shared, and that's what's kind of been so unique about this platform, and what's kind of coming forward with, and I know you've teased the app on other other uh, uh, pieces of content that are out there, but it's like integrating that concept and just how this all works to make things better and where people can just access the information. Cause that's been the thing, you know, the, 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 the limitation is how do you get there? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun to see the pictures in the, in the magazines or online, but it's like, well, how do I take this mm-hmm. to that, mm-hmm. you know, and what's the timeline. And I think one of the ones you, you kind of mentioned the other day, um, 
was that that forest concept that we were kicking around. That's going to be interesting just because I think the idea of accelerating stuff, which I, I get that some of the stuff is just going to take whatever time it takes and you can't force that. But the idea of like um, playing with the gas pedals, you know, playing with the, with the energy of the tree and in, in a constructive way and not like to anyone's detriment there, but uh, trying to find ways to get there a little quicker. And that also, I think, can, uh, you know, accelerate just to kind of, you know, the... Uh, everyone, you know, nationwide, Mariah community wide are going to be able to have access to that information mm-hmm. and increase their collections and make things happen maybe a little bit more efficiently and effectively. And, and, and the app's going to be such a huge part of that whole concept. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing, the biggest thing that I've recognized in 2021 is the world is changing, whether you like it or not, you know, people, people, uh, the pandemic has changed things for, I think everybody and we're all, we're all kind of navigating this unknown and, you know, frustrating on sort of there's where when does it end is there a normal what is that normal is there going back probably not there really isn't any going back you know like it's a it's a weird thing but um but it is exciting i think it's exciting any living organism has got to continue moving forward it doesn't have to be at an unsustainably rapid rate right but any living organism has got to continue moving forward if you're if you're not progressing or at least continuing to put one foot in front of the other then the the world as a whole right time can keeps moving and and so even standing still you're 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 starting to lose ground fall behind and if you're walk, if you're going backwards then 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 that's a rapid march in the wrong direction you know and that's not to say like uh the aspiration for Mariah is to grow, grow, grow. Quite the opposite. I think Mariah, as far as the garden and the trees, you know, that we maintain and and whatnot, is <clears throat> is is probably something that we are comfortable maintaining. Sort of the quantity that we have now. There's level. There's uh, an improvement and a progress in the level of the trees that I think, eleven years in. You know, I, I, I'm I'm quite happy to walk through the greenhouse and see the level of the trees, the refinement, the uh, I think the state of the facility. We really turn are trying to turn lemons into lemonade with the vandalization uh, becoming something that you know we can't change it. So we might as well figure out how we flip it and uh, and use it to do good. I think that's a a big point of progress. I think we have to look at weather in the same fashion of how can we observe these abnormal weather events and use them to potentially adapt the tree's behavior and physiology but i think it's also like hey five years uh, of of live streaming and it's it's uh it's been an absolute pleasure um but there 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 is that there is a next progression to that and that is the app that is uh using that big bulk of information to really create a highly refined i mean this is the same thing with a prolific body of work in terms of bonsai creation uh two or three hundred trees in a collection over 11 years a prolific body of work that continues to mature and improve on an incremental basis you get to a point where you really have and you refine that collection down to the top you know 150 trees or something like that, that's going to be a world-class collection. I think when you look at education, you amass a body of work 
in terms of information, education, uh, a talented creative team that's capturing it, documenting it, handling it, holla Jesus, you know, like, and, and, and then you refine that process, you refine that delivery, you refine that voice, you refine that information, you refine that execution, you curate that and you serve it up in ways that is easily digestible, delivered at an appropriate time, on demand, in your hand, when you need it most to be performing that work at the highest degree of accuracy. This is this is the app. This is yeah. this is Mirai Mobile. Because now somebody in their garden picks up picks up their phone and they said, I, I need to decandle a black pine. Well we're gonna we're, we're, we're going to tell you when you need to decandle it. We're going to tell you how to decandle it. And we're going to walk you through the opportunity to surf the nuances of, of what that decandling can look like, depending on what your trees offer. Like that, that was always the goal of the live stream was to, was to be able to break it down and then to serve it up in a way that people could immediately use it, immediately yeah. use it. And it's, and it's coming and it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I've it's going to be incredible. Yeah, this week was the first time, you know, seeing a couple of the samples of what that's got to look like. I think people are going to be really, really, really happy with that. Um, but, you know, to the point of the whole evolution that you're talking about, it's like, well, you, you couldn't just start with that. You know, you had to build this. And you've also gone through your own evolution. You know, you get back in yeah. 2010 and what your ideas were and some of those things have kind of worked out the way you thought. Some of those things have continued to evolve and change. But, you know... Now you walk through the garden, like you're saying, it's like, well, there's 150, 200 trees that are like pretty, pretty well refined and the, and the scopes of work that can be shown and shared now has changed too, mm -hmm. because, yep. you know, yeah, you had some older trees and some refined trees, but it's like, well, to be able to walk people through those, all the different steps and processes, yep. we're talking about raw, we're talking about development, secondary, tertiary, and then like even, even the levels of the game for tertiary, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and then, and with the, with the deciduous garden, and I know I've seen, um, even just this week on the on the Q and A's and stuff, some of the feedback uh, recently and in, in, in the past few weeks as well, just seeing people talk about the deciduous work Well, it's like, well, you know, there was a whole process of making sure there was a space to protect them. I mean, anybody who's been up here has probably seen all the abundance of deer in the area. And it's like, well, that's not really, you know, kind of how you can build a deciduous garden if they're not working with you, you know, nature's totally. holding you back, but to be able to walk through that deciduous area and, and the work that's going on there, I know, uh, uh, Kaufman and Troy and, uh, Miguel and I think uh, you know there's other people that have their hands in that too. Obviously, you're you're involved in everything, but uh, that space has got to be really nice, powerful, yeah. powerful, powerful, and also uh, I think you know as a as a bonsai practitioner with a small collection, it's tough to dilute yourself over too many species because if you have one of every species and you've got 50 trees and you've got 50 species, it is hard to get a handle on what's going right and what's going wrong and to draw correlations and understand to a degree that you can really have success uh, without some help, some guidance, some redundancy of behavior, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think for us, it really took trying to wrap my mind around conifers. You know, meanwhile, I'm, I've like, you know, been dabbling in deciduous trees since 2010 when I came back. And again, Mr. Kimura dabbled in deciduous trees, but he focused primarily on conifers for the economy of it, right? He could sure. make more money with conifers than the deciduous. Yep. But I've been dabbling with deciduous trees and the, and the freaking deer kept mowing them down. So you'd make all this progress and you'd be like, deciduous is amazing. You walk out one day and then and that whole thing was gobbled up and it was just, it was so demoralizing. Um, but now, now to expand the facility... 
and have the capacity to pursue deciduous opened up a whole new realm and really, I think, like, rounded out Mariah's bonsai practice. You know, there's still that tropical model, but I think the tropical is just outside of what the climactic conditions in the Pacific Northwest can provide unless I wanted to create a facility just for tropicals. And I feel like that's swimming upstream just enough that, uh, and Ted Matson used to tell me that, uh, this, when the tree drives the truck, it's a bumpy ride. But when, <laughs> but when you find trees that are willing passengers on the ride, uh, it can be real smooth and real enjoyable. Yeah. This has been a bit a big part of what you've continued to, to hammer home is, you know, working with the tree, let mm-hmm. the tree guide the dance, all these kinds of expressions. But that's the reality of what you're trying to do, right? I mean, yeah. if you're forcing things to do something, it just, just the results are not going to be there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and to the deciduous conversation, I mean, a lot of this happens to do with some of the facility changes here on property. Sure. You know, the whole layout has changed. You know, when you look at early pictures of Mariah and that kind of main garden space and where mm-hmm. the where the the single building was on property when you first moved here, and now with the new greenhouse, which I gotta just add, is looking pretty <laughs> looking pretty. It's pretty fun to walk through there. It's it's, it's, it's actually it's, like an experience. It's um, it's, it's pretty bombastic. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the old greenhouse location is basically where the 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 deciduous mm-hmm. uh, space is right now, and, yep. and the way that the sun kind of travels through. Uh, the space at the day and, you know, in the the whole layout and alignment, it's like, you know, I mean, you were still exploring how this was all going to work, you know, and, and to see the changes, even just in the short time that we came here first in, in 2017, I guess, and started studying in 2018. But even in just that, you know, span of time, like what what's happened here has been pretty impressive. And, yeah. and it's cool to see the expansion of the garden and get things get more um, you know, the space, the, the physical landscape is evolving. The trees are evolving. You know, it's, it's actually kind of all happening at a good time. And you've built the content with the platform to kind of start plugging in yeah. to get these other goals accomplished. So yeah. it's, it's really an interesting, uh, 22 is going to be, uh, 2022. I keep saying 22. There's something about, uh, the joke was, you know, 2020 was such a tough year. And if you say 20, 22 there was something about like two like again like uh-huh. t-o-o also that people were like don't say that the oh. wrong way because we don't want to relive anyway i don't uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't there. understand what that was but i just got it yeah yeah it's tough that's, that's intense tough. that's meme, really meme land is a, is a dark place oh man see i don't even go there yeah i yeah. you know why not because i don't want to which i don't but it's not because i don't want i just can't yeah i don't understand do people make memes where do you make these memes Oof. how do memes even come to be i don't we don't need to answer that i'm just telling you <laughs> i don't get it i don't get it but I think the other thing that's uh, increased, you know, as far as as Mariah and really 2022 is is going to be a major year for this is, is just the continued enhancement of the we factor at Mariah uh, in regards to the team uh, is super talented and continues to, uh, I think, become m- more and more capable, more and more talented. You're going to be a part of Mariah in 2022, which is huge. It's huge. Because I've cultivated you just, I've grown you just the way I want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, another phase and of the plan. You're mine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it. That's really exciting. But also, like, the we factor of the community that's helped us build this place. Huge. Like, we have a critical mass of, of members and, and students now. Uh, and I think that's like where the app, the way that, we handle the app was when we were first thinking about it is like, do you, do you have to market and try to monetize an app? Do you, uh, you know, what is this app? How, how is this? Um, what purpose is this serving? And it was like, you know, the app, 
what the app is serving is just to say thanks to all of the Mirai community that's helped us get to this point. And instead of asking them to pay for another thing, we're going to, we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it, we're going to give it to the community yeah, as huge. an addition to the, you know, for all the years of support as Mirai live members and as Bonesai Mirai supporters, like here is an app that's going to improve your ability to do Bonesai better. Uh, and it, and it, and it just comes as a part of being, being being somebody who has helped us make this happen i felt when we broke through and kind of figured that out that we already have a base of people that are supporting us and this just continues to uh i think help us show our gratitude sort of meet that goal of informing and educating at a higher level um and hopefully pulls other people in you know i mean like to be a part of it why at some point you know people say i can't sit down and watch a whole live stream on tuesdays um the streams are uh you know 90 minutes to two hours which it was always designed the the live stream was always designed to show the bones i practice the Mm. fact that the bone size is not convenient it's not fast this is something that you sit down and the time that you dedicate is where the value is derived the journey and the relationship with the tree, right? But I'm also a member of the modern world. You know, I haven't watched Netflix in eight months. What? Yeah, hasn't happened. It, has, it just doesn't, I like, I, I don't know what happened to my TV viewing time or or creative consumption time, but being a dad, Mariah, like aspiration, yeah. a, aspirations that, that demand a lot of time. And, and I'm like super happy, but uh, I do find myself needing to be inspired and informed by shorter and shorter pieces of information, and that that was a natural transition. The app yeah. is 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 founded on. It's a lesser lesser degree of depth when you shorten the information, but if you have learned Very as targeted. an educator to be concise, convey information, and the creative team has learned how to visually show and inform and educate and teach in a beautiful way the key points of these things we can teach people uh with a very minimal amount of visual and verbal uh information and improve their bonsai practice because we've refined that tool over the course of the past five years and in the sixth year now of mariah live it doesn't stop because this is my bonsai mariah live is my bonsai practice you know and it's the Mirai style of bonsai execution with our community and the people that contribute. But there's still so much more. There's still so much more. To think that I spent every day for six years with, with the most groundbreaking bonsai professional in the world as his apprentice in Masahiko Kimura. And that somehow I've taught everything that he taught me, let alone what I've learned in addition to that over the past 11 years. Like this is an exponential accumulation of information. Like we, we still have a long ways to go. And this is like, that's really been something that I've felt good about continuing to adjust and adapt the on-site education with students coming to Mariah's. Like there are so many levels to the game. It's just a matter how deep how deep down the pond do you want to dive? Because, uh, you know, for you and Darlene and the Juniper group that has gone very deep and has built your skills, uh, Todd and some of my original advanced students who are now, you know, bonsai professors, it's like, look, I still got more. There's more, you know, it goes, it goes very, very deep. This is a, this is a lifestyle. At some point you start to recognize that the depth becomes, uh, 
becomes a subconscious intuition. And inside of that, we've continued to try and dissect that subconscious intuition and that sense of that sense of of living, breathing, thinking bonsai and and helping explain that because it takes if it takes 10 years to understand that for a lot of people that might not be accessible. But if you can, oh, if yeah. you can break it down and you can once you're aware, I mean, I, I, I remember listening to uh, Alex Honnold. Mm. Uh, the free solo film was about Alex Honnold climbing El Cap without a rope, right? And when he was young in his climbing career, I've seen him speak a couple times because I think he's just pretty gangster. He's a, he's a total G. Yeah, but yeah. I but I but uh, one time when I was listening to him speak, he was just talking about the the breaking down of the impossible. And and like the deconstruction of impossible, and he, you know, he said to do something that nobody has ever done before is the hardest step. But once somebody's done it and it's known to be possible, the number of people that then follow up that action and duplicate it, or even start to push the boundaries of it, starts to grow fairly rapidly. But before that, nobody had ever done that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and this is the knowledge is the limitation thing, right? When people weren't sharing the information, and now that information's out there. Uh -huh. And, um, part of when you were just saying that I was thinking about, uh, some of the conversations that you've said about your earlier students, people that were here in, you know, 2000, you know, 10, 11, 12 and seeing them evolve and having their trees, you know, win a U.S. national mm -hmm. or, 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 uh, mid Atlantic or whatever this is, you know, sure. and just be recognized in the, in the bonsai community in the North, in the United States for just the quality of that work. Like that feedback has been there from like your, your practice with your students, but now with, you know, Mariah Live kind of evolving, I mean, look at the quality of the trees that get uh, uh, shared by the by the community in the forum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of these trees, it's just unbelievable, yeah. you know, and the feedback that everyone's giving. And, and now that that's out there. And it's it, international. It's unbelievable. It's international. Oh, oh some of the European stuff. And then, oh, oh so man. Australia, South Africa. Sure. I mean, everybody's, everybody's. Hugh, oh. what, what Hugh's doing in Australia, uh, Jared Bailey, some of those guys over there. I mean, um, uh, on the forum Q and A yesterday, Michelle that always posts on the oh. forum Q and A. This guy, this guy's work in Europe is just like, and he's not, he's not somebody that everybody knows at all the exhibitions and stuff. Every single tree he posts, I'm just like, I mean, yeah, you know, I can give you, I can give you some uh, some constructive nuance. feedback. Yeah. I can give you ideas, but I'm not, you know, like I now we're talking about a different conversation. It's not, it's not Ryan teaching you how to do bonsai. It's it now becomes a discussion of here, here are the layers mm -hmm. to this question. Here's the depth that we can go to. Here's a an additional piece of understanding that might enhance your ability ability michelle to do something with this tree that might uh alter its aesthetic you yeah. know it's it's not like oh here's what we're going to improve it's the, these are different conversations this is a different way of behaving and engaging with an elevated level but but i think like masahiko kimura you know defied and crossed the threshold of the impossible and then you saw the rise of people in the west that were like oh Oh, you can take a chainsaw and cut a tree in half and fold it open and make a double trunk and mm -hmm. oh, oh, okay, yeah, let's you try know, that. Let, that sounds let, fun. Let, let's do that. Let's you know, like oh, you can flip a tree upside down and yeah. graft through. You know, oh, oh, okay, you know. And then what has that bred is like oh, in the United States, eleven years ago, Rocky Mountain junipers were thought to not be good bone time material, and Randy Knight could barely make a you know even a supplemental contribution to his living he was a landscaper that collected trees on the side mm -hmm. 
you know, passion, ele- passion ele- 11 years later. Yeah, who's Randy Knight again? Y- haven't, haven't heard of him. Yeah, right right, but 11 years later, Rocky Mountain Juniper, one of the most prized pieces of material in, in the world of Bonsai internationally. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And that's a rapid change. That's a rapid change. You know, like it, it's it's happening very, very quickly because anybody coming into the art form, if you were entering Bonsai, when we talked to David Easterbrook, when we talked to David Easterbrook, the podcast we did with David, and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like there was like one book. I saw this at some world fair. I, I forget what the context where he was introduced to Bonsai, but he's like, then I just went out in the woods and started digging up trees and like, trying it and i didn't know what soil to use and i didn't know what tools and i didn't have pots and it's like from that to being like oh let me just you know i'm going to get my introduction on youtube i'm going to find oh you know mariah this this seems pretty tight like these guys this information is being delivered in a way that makes sense i'm going to go check out mariah live oh oh it's broken down oh i can start to finish oh from the beginning of a piece of material sourcing it at a nursery to the end of it being potted and exhibition ready we can you know, it's like from David Easterbrook going out into the woods and digging a tree and he had no clue or tools or resources to do bonsai to now you can get every resource from a singular location, including an education that walks you through the entire process over five years. That's freaking groundbreaking. I think just hearing you say that and thinking about what, what David Easterbrook's commitment level was and, and lots of other people who have done something similar. But uh, within within bonsai, but the failure rate, mm-hmm. you know, the dedication, oh. the dedication you have to have to just get just get torched, Amen. T- time and time again. But you love it so much, you're trying so hard, yeah. And and that doesn't mean that anybody who's having success because of the tools available, like Mariah Live, etc., are are less dedicated or less enthusiastic. Yeah. But you just think, man, just to go through that failure rate and still be able to be there, and 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 the way society is evolving, like people don't really there's a little bit of a tolerance change on like what people are willing to do time-wise and feedback. And, you know, um, speaking a little bit about Las Vegas, it's like, that's a big part of, you know, with the club there and people show up to a meeting and they're enthusiastic. And of course you're dealing with a different climate and those, you know, kind of some of those limitations and people that experience failure, you know, that's, that's, it's driving them away from this, you know? So part of this, uh, what you've built and, and there's other people obviously that are doing this too, but you know, Mariah, I think is taking it to such a higher level. Um, you know, having that information there for people to, to really limit the amount of failure that they have. So you continue to get positive feedback in your bonsai practice mm-hmm. and continue to see the trees, you know, lead the dance and continue to thrive and improve. Like that's that momentum that's been captured over the last, you know, uh, five years now with Mariah Live going yeah. into year six here this in 2022. Um, that that's really exciting, and I think that's just. A, I mean, we we were talking about you know some of the planning meetings, just like how do you create a snowball, you know, and get that thing rolling down the hill, mm-hmm. and like you've done that, you know, you've built this, you've built you've built the ball, and now we just got to push it over the edge and just keep on riding that thing, you know, that momentum, which is really really cool. Yeah, that 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 uh, skill set. Uh, these are these are like those intangible un under discussed skill sets of like what does it take to create momentum what does it take to lift something to get something off of the ground i mean like the greatest reference (laughs) that i have in mirai is i bought a bunch of big what what looked to me like house-sized stones at the stone yard when i first the garden you know the first week that i bought this place in 2010 we came in with excavators and we and we terraced the garden because it was just like it was some like scrappy kind of crappy swiss needle cast ridden dug fur and like 
some like weeds and grass on the hillside. We came in, we terraced the garden, we put gravel down, and then it was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna build some rock walls, you know, and I'm gonna go get some, I'm gonna go get some boulders. That sounds awesome. These things look like yeah. houses. Put them on a you know hire a crane crane truck to drive in here these stones and they pick them up you know and it's like five thousand pound stone and they set it down (laughs) (laughs) nothing to it and randy was here helping me because i had no freaking clue what i was doing and he was he is a very you know people don't understand how good of a landscaper and a pond builder that Randy was, but Ran- Randy's an artist through and through, and I think you know that, that's a that's a whole nother conversation. That's it's, a follow up, Randy. Yeah, podcast. furniture making, mask yeah. carving, like Randy does things. That'd be a has. fun one to put on the queue. Let's queue that one yeah, up. Yeah, sure. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm going to leave that in your in your uh, <laughs> wheelhouse. But uh, uh, Ira is project managing as well as tree work. Yeah, can uh, I take notes while we're doing this? Yeah, or are we supposed to. Okay. <laughs> you should. Yeah, you should. Thankfully, we're recording it, so we won't oh. lose it. It's just a matter of the time to go back and listen to it. But anyways, we dropped this seemingly house-sized, you know, boulder at the stone yard, and it comes here in this vast sea of gravel and dirt, you know, because there's no landscape. There's no stone walls. yet. It's just dirt and gravel in this old dilapidated cabin that one, right? And he sets that big-ass stone down, and it looks like a rock in a river. I mean, it was like, it was a little pebble on this property. And Randy turns to me and he goes, you're going to need a lot more stones. And I was just like, the air, the air just, (laughs) we just let go go of the balloon and it just soared around the garden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like a soccer ball just popped and it's just like deflating before your eyes. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh. This is yeah. so crazy. Yeah. So How like, much do these stones cost again? I guess we need to go back. Oh, right. Uh. So can you get more of these? Like, where do yeah. these? Yeah, but but that's that was that was such an interesting and also I think uh, metaphorical as well as uh, significant degree of foreshadowing of, of what life. Ever this might be was this might be. be a little bit more work than I was. I mean, I'm ready for it, but it might be a little more than I, I was initially I was for it. anticipating. I don't know that I was ready for it, you know, but I, I think like a lot of, a lot of uh, grand ideas start with the innocence and ignorance of not knowing what you're getting yourself yeah. into. And I have to honestly say my apprenticeship is a perfect illustration of that. I would not have gone and apprenticed in Japan if I knew what I was getting yeah. myself into. It was too painful to think like, Oh, I'm going to, yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to leave this great, all my friends, all my possessions, this wonderful climate to go exist in the hottest, most human place in the world to be an indentured servant, somebody that really, I don't really know if he likes me or not, but that's not even really a question because that's not what it's about. And I've got to like reconcile that while I'm also trying to learn bonsai, but like the cultural implications, the language limitations in the beginning, like all of these things were going to make it very hard to even learn bonsai. So then I'm like, is it worth being here? I don't really know. What the fuck am I doing here? You know, like that, 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 that was, that's been Mariah for the past 11 years. Like, is this something we can do? Like, does this, you know, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna start an educational platform, yeah. a live streaming service. We uh, is like I'm gonna come up with a, a manner to educate people, but but that just ties into everything else you're saying, though. I mean, it's just because of that experience and and being you know sticking it through, having success, you know, and then you go to the next, you go to the next task. Let's build a garden. Let's One start, foot in front of the other. Yeah, you just keep marching forward, you know. And it's as you build success, and this is the same thing for 
for people like us. So, you know, as students and Mariah Live members, it's like the same thing. There, There's a way to continue to see the success just keep stacking, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's just, now we're just building a pyramid one block at a time, Yeah, you know, and we're far enough up now that you're kind of, you look around and you go, hey, this is pretty cool, All right. you yeah. know? All right, we're starting yeah. to get somewhere now. We've got some ramification. Yeah. We're building this thing. Yeah, you know? we're not happening. just, yeah. Like, so, huh, okay, this is working. I think the intentions were good. I think the intentions were good from the beginning. And I think that, that probably... Uh, is something that that I that I should not uh, you know neglect to acknowledge and be aware of is the intentions were there like you know I came back from Japan uh, with so much anger uh, about the about the way that um, you know and and I'm not saying I had a right to be angry that's not what I'm saying because I went and asked mm. Mr. Kimura to teach me. So I don't get to tell him how he teaches me, you know, and this is like, and in the beginning, you know, like my confusion and dealing with sort of my experience in Japan that was hard, that I wrestled with a lot, uh, you know, spilled over into so much of what uh, I, I was trying to do. I was, it was, uh, you know, Mirai was built off of a, a sort of a cauldron of contained creativity as I sacrificed my own ideas and, you know, aspirations because I was in servitude to Mr. Kimura as an apprentice and I needed to build up that body of knowledge to even remotely develop the skill set to potentially actualize these ideas. And I, I recognize that even my, in that young ignorant state that I was in, like, this is not a time for me to be trying to exercise my, you know, 22-year-old, 23-year-old, 25-year-old, 26-year-old uh, lack of information, experience, awareness, capacity, you, you know, like I recognized I was not at a point where I was going to be able to do anything, like, right? Like I was building the, the, the skill set, but certainly coming back, you know, I didn't really understand how to deal with all of those confusing aspects of a culture that was so foreign to me and engaging in an aspect of that foreign culture that's even foreign to that culture which is the life of an apprentice. It was a uh, nice, nice nuance there. Yeah, right? it was because even Japanese apprentices didn't know what they were getting themselves into and, and, and had to be shown the ropes of apprenticing under Mr. Commer. So, you know, it's like, okay, this is foreign to all of us. We're all united in the fact that this, we can all acknowledge this, this is kind of fucked up, you yeah. know, in the washout rate. I mean, people that yeah. just, yeah, know. yeah, yeah, of course. It was, it was, How many apprentices has, has Mr. Kimura had? How many people actually got through year six? Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, just to help highlight the difficulty level. Yeah. I mean, it's like not many. Yeah, it's, not it, many have finished. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to walk away from. It's easy to walk away from something that's a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, right? But are you gonna you 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 want to you, do you want to work with that yeah. person that uh, defied the impossible? You know, like how many people want to go climb with Alex Honnold versus uh, mm-hmm. you know some schmo down the street? Like that's an opportunity to experience the 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 top of the, the the top of the mountain you know existing with mr kimura i i think there was a lot of resentment from sort of every angle towards mr kimura and i i even remember in my apprenticeship just telling him like what does that feel like and he's like for him he was like well when you're at the top of course everybody hates you you know like he was not he didn't mince any words like he wasn't confused about it he knew he was a groundbreaker you know he knew he was a trailblazer and I think uh, I, I think I recognize that I did not want to isolate myself in the way that he did because I recognize how lonely it seemed, 
there was more of a, I, I wanted to be a part of a community. I wanted to it to be positive. I wanted to function off of trying to progress as a, as a common ground and understanding a shared collaboration. Like it just, it just seemed like the isolated secretive nature of information that existed in Japan. It seemed like there might be a different way. And I really think that birthed the manner in which we've gone about educating at Mirai. But, but ultimately, you know, even to this day with the discussion of, okay, entering our 12th year in 2022, uh, our sixth year of Mirai Live, entering our launch in our first year of of Mirai Mobile, an app that's going to, I think, once again, really change people's capacity to learn bonsai in a, in a manner that's going to make it more accessible. The access but, point. And the goal was always not necessarily to like spread the art of bonsai across the... That's not that That wasn't the goal, although that's been a tangential benefit of it is like it's created this wonderful community on an international level and i think it has made it accessible for people the goal was to push the degree of artistry because it was so inspiring to sit with mr kimura and watch him do something groundbreaking but the the i'll, I'll never forget the second day of my apprenticeship you know i watch him get out a piece of rebar completely manipulate the trunk of a monstrosity of a pine all the apprentices are know their jobs and they're doing their work and i thought that was a rarity i thought he maybe you know like got his game face on for like a kimbone photo shoot or something no this was a daily thing that he broke new ground in bonsai oh, come on yeah it is exactly it was it was a daily thing that he practiced bonsai at that level and it was just like oh that's how that's how artistry reaches that next level is this pushing on a daily basis of your comfort level and capacity being challenged by and what is the challenge it's not coming up with the next idea and going and finding a tree it's being presented with a tree in the art of bonsai and starting to understand how you maximize that tree's character and capacity to communicate through what you can envision inspired by that tree you know, and this is where nursery stock is just as capable of pulling out the most profound technique and creative concept as a 1,000-year-old piece of Yamadori. It's just as possible, just yeah. as capable. There's going to be some good good uh, content coming up talking about some more accessible stuff too, which I think is one of the great things where, you know, not everybody's going to have access to, to, to Randy Knight, you know, down the street, but sure. uh, the ability to kind of like hit those different points from your local nursery or even maybe just like a, a Tom Roberts or someone who's oh, growing things yeah. at an accessible price point or, and there's other growers, you know, if you're in California and I, you know, I'm, I'm much more familiar with the West coast, but uh, that's going to be exciting. Well, and there's great that. growers on the East coast. Uh, I know when we were at the national show, there was some phenomenal material being produced in the Northeast, South, Southeast and in, in growing fields. I'd never heard of that was like, Oh, Interesting. When people are getting into that, you hear about people who are just starting this stuff. So it's like there's right. enough momentum there for all the other activity that's happening that right. people, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, it's like there's going to be different uh, places to source all this stuff, which yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Yeah. It's been, it, it's, it's, uh, and I think, um, you know, bo bonsai, there is like some notion of like where, where is the cap to what you can, uh, you know, push 
in dramatic transformations, manipulation of material and stuff like where is the cap? But it's like, okay, well, once you hit the technical cap of bending tolerances and tissue manipulation and, and you know, uh, aesthetic defying visual concepts, etc., well, there's a whole soil system that can change the behavior of the tree. There's a mineral balancing that can change the behavior of the tree. There's a biology that can change the behavior of the tree. There are climactic conditions that you could potentially piggyback on to change the behavior of the tree. There's an aesthetic in the ceramic that defines what is, you know, this constricted space that allows us to pursue these reduced proportions and change and alterations of growth. Like, there are regional specific things. There are cultural aspects that change the way we pursue it and what comes of those uh, components. There are environmental influences that determine new shapes and forms that we've not explored in bonsai yet. There's an entire uh, unlimited, almost unlimited, seemingly unlimited amount of species that have never been utilized or cultivars that are being developed in the process of the nursery industry and the in the plant community there are grafting air layering propagation techniques that give rise to concepts that create designs that illustrate natural influences or even potentially tap into the urban environment as a uh, discussion piece and architecture as a backbone and context as a like when you start to talk about have we in any way even gotten below the surface of the pond of what's possible, I still continue to say no, not even close, not even remotely close. It's it, it's it's a uh, it's an it's infinite. It's a it's an infinite mother tree of knowledge, inspiration, capacity. What can each individual with your experiences pull in, and with a knowledge of the technique, conceptualize and aesthetically, artistically, and creatively execute? But you got to be empowered by that technique. And that's really where Mariah came in from an educational perspective and said, let's share this knowledge instead of keeping it mm -hmm. a secret. It only makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Not just being able to like uh, keep something alive, but make it progress. Make you it, pro make it yeah. progress and empower yourself to think outside of the box. Yeah. You know, to use bonsai as a medium for art, mm -hmm. to use bonsai as a contextual dialogue to discuss our role and place in the world as human beings in this changing environment we can't keep up with. And the time, I mean, some of that time capsule conversation that we've had too is like you look at these species that are, you know, the world's changing, yeah. you know, and, and, and here we have a way to actually show and you've got the dog years conversation that we've touched on in the past where, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, things get old and ancient and, and being able to have those kinds of conversations with the forests that are kind of disappearing and you sure. know this, the world's a changing place and just being able to kind of be a part of that conversation too, I think is really exciting. And yeah. I know you've had some of those experiences with some of the Mariah in the wild stuff and some of the uh, getting up in that big canopy stuff with the, the sea collectors and, and climbing yeah. in the redwoods and everything else. It's like, there's a lot of touch points here and, and uh, you know, even just, I think, the idea about like, you know, what's your first memory as a, as a kid and all these kinds of things where people are like, oh, it was that tree in my yard and all this other thing. And it's a, it's just a connection point. And for the, you know, for just humans, it's like, well, yeah, of course nature was a big part of your, we've all evolved in, in, in and around, you know, nature. It's mm -hmm. never, it's always been there, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, the rise the rise, you know, like the 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 building of Mirai, the rise towards the Artisans Cup in 2015, uh, the spillover into the national show in 2016 from that huge push, and and then you know there's a maturation stage to every growth phase where you 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 can't there's no exponential upward trajectory that never stops. 
you have to plateau level out, even decrease, struggle, wrestle, develop the questions you're trying to answer and then seek out the solutions. And when you find them, boom, you grow again. Uh, I really feel like, you know, the pandemic was a challenge, but the pandemic saw unprecedented growth of, uh, of people who would not normally seek out bonsai finding, seeking out and starting to discover bonsai, uh, again, uh, not again, but for the first time, because we were all kind of isolated, you know, and, and that, that really created, uh, a larger number of individuals that are looking at this from a fresh perspective, which I find to be a beautiful aspect of Mariah Live is, is, is we get that exposure to those people because they're finding us, they're engaging with us, and then they're giving us feedback like, yeah. hey, I found this. I come from this perspective. I come from this uh, you know, career path where these notions, concepts, applications, practices are uh, intuitive part of my life, and I'm bringing that to Bonsai. Like, th- this, this really did expand things, but I do feel, I get the sensation in a big way as the bonsai community continues to change, um, and when I say the bonsai community continues to change, the constant generational handing down of information, passing of the old guard to the new next generation, which I think is it's a constant process, but we do see it in waves, and I think there is a wave uh, at the moment where there's some shifts happening. Um, you know, you 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 there there's a, a sensation. You know, and I had this sensation in 2010 to 2015 uh, that there was something very major happening. And it was. It was an evolution of bonsai in North America. Uh, and, and when I was in Melbourne and at the Natives uh, event that happened in Australia, it was very clear Australia was entering that phase of a rise. Now, did they ever create, you know, a national show or, or an exhibition of a quality that provided the kind of... Um, motivation or showcase for that. I, I, I don't know, but I, I don't think that that has happened quite yet. But you do have a national collection in Australia mm-hmm. that is Canberra. really profound, right? There's a community that they are creating around, and, and that is a, a big first step too. Um, you saw the ginkgo in Europe, which was then followed by the trophy in Europe, which has then been, uh, I think, accentuated by Saliu and the evolution of Saliu. Uh, you're seeing some of the Spanish and Italian shows, Spanish shows evolving, Italian shows coming back and rising again. Like there's there's a, a tingling, a spidey sense that bonsai in the Western world uh, is getting ready to go again, go on a go, go on a ma- massive trajectory of propulsion forward or upwards. Yeah, the appetite's there. The economy is starting to be there. I mean, you know, you look at those vendor booths at the national show. Even even during the you know current climate with the pandemic, it's like that was an enormous vendor area. Yeah, and like you said, people, are, who are these guys? I've never. I'm not familiar with who these guys grow on the street, and just amazing material coming all out of all yeah. these different places, yeah. and it's like they're the, the the snowballs all over the place, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah it, the it, indicators it, are there. Yeah, we're, the we're, indicators we're, are there. The indicators are there. I think you're seeing uh, different different regional diversity starting to create the presence of different pockets of of high level bonsai practice, which is uh, always inspiring and kind of tends to uh, be the gas on the fire. Uh, if you will, you know, to hear these murmurings, to know, to see, to, you know, sort of observe the rise, the rise that 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 upward trajectory, when those moments are happening to enjoy that is is of significant, uh, uh, significant opportunity, not 
in a uh, sense of opportunity as a personal opportunity, but to get to see it, be a part of it, appreciate it, observe it, watch it, enjoy it, and just kind of uh, be along for the ride. Yeah, you be along for the ride. No matter what role you play in that, seeing things progress like that in something that you're passionate about and progress hopefully in a positive and sustainable way. What is this? What that's what life is all about. Yeah, the expectation is completely changing too. I think you know, hearing you talk about you know what you kind of thought and didn't know what was going to happen when you went to Japan and then coming back, and it's like sure, there's some goals and aspirations and stuff, but you know, expectation and how you respond to that, and now in the current situation where it's like it's okay to expect a lot more because all the information's there. Yeah. And there's so many other people that are all pushing in the same direction for the similar goals. And you know, those goals spider web out into different individual goals and stuff. But like as a group, as a community, Mirai, Bonsai, North America, worldwide, et cetera, everyone just kind of like, you can feel the army kind of coming in the same direction. You know, mm -hmm. there's a whole group of it. Mm -hmm. um, that's, it's just really, really, really fun to be a part of. Yeah. 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 It's good to have you on board. <laughs> yeah, that's, what I, that's what i that's what i meant right long yeah. overdue you don't get mariah without ira <laughs> there you go you can't spell mariah without ira that's that was right. a, that's a that's a t-shirt in someone's closet i'm sure maybe maybe mine yeah i'm 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 optimistic you know 20 leaving 2020 into 2021 uh there there were some challenges there but it, it there was also in the mariah and the wild projects as we are ramping up the Mariah in the Wild projects, doing it more, understanding it more, exploring it more. Uh, there's really something special there. There's and, something very, very special there. The crea the creative team that that you have now, and and what they're capable of, um, just happening on an artistic level and just a functional level of being able. Because at some point you have to be able to get the stuff out there for everybody able to, yeah. to see it. Sure. You know, but just to execute everything, and then the ideas that are there, and the support system that everybody's kind of you know, uh, inspired by a lot of these ideas, you know, and to, to be able to see a little bit of that over the last year or two kind of, you know, changing and evolving and what that's going to be feeding in 2022 and beyond. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the group here that, to, to support that and make that happen is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Somehow, somehow that one rock that we put in the garden that day, you know, <laughs> was the first step yeah you didn't like, you didn't call uh, it quits after that one rock you thankfully know, for all it, of us it, huh? it, it was a moment where you could be like i bit off way more than yeah. i could chew i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna you know i'm i'm gonna yeah. run away from this or i bit off more than i can chew but but fuck it like what else what what else can i do you yeah. know like what i bit it off now so there's mm -hmm. not and that has continued to be the case you know like starting mariah live and it's like well i didn't anticipate this was yeah. going to be this much work but it's like but what am i going to do now what do you do what do you do if bonsai is ever going to become an art form practice at the level where you have people pushing the boundaries of proficiency and artistry and pushing the boundaries of of what's possible in uh, you know, not to try and duplicate what my master did. I, I, I mean, Masahiko Kimura is a once in a, is a once in a several lifetime uh, talent and and uh, genius for so many reasons. Um, but it is to say, like, you know, what can any one of us contribute? And to be a Western bonsai professional was to be a traveling 
entertainer and, and quasi educator for a long time. And that is not. Yeah, the demo model. Yeah, that is not how bonsai as an art form uh, is elevated. It's how it expanded. It's how exposure, it's how the critical mass was created. And make no mistake, I am not taking away from the giants whose shoulders upon we stand to be where we are now, you know? But I am saying that the evolution uh, has made it very clear that for Boneside to progress, people have got to be dedicating on a daily basis at the highest level for the information to be more accessible, for the artistry to be pushed, for new ground to be broken, and for the entire community to benefit when the high tide raises all ships. And so it's, it. I think the the shift of trying to make a career out of bonsai on the level of not traveling and using bonsai as a, as a presentation tool, but focusing on a deep invested embedded practice in a facility where we truly do see the fruits of a day in day out investment of energy and how that pays off over an incremental period of time as we progress has been very powerful for me. It's been very powerful for me. My, my own mind has given me purpose it's given me continued motiv- motivation. You know, it's been a significant uh, tool. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing else left in the tank then? You want to just call it? You're good? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the, this is a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this all goes. I, I had, I've said this before, like I had in, in Japan as an apprentice, I had it mapped out for like, you know, I had grand ambitions, uh, but I had it mapped out roughly till 2015. Yeah, you know the uh, the artisans caps. Like, come home, build a garden, teach some students so that they can do bonsai pretty well. You know, have an exhibition yeah. that 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 can support the ceramicists, the collectors, the stand makers. Now we have a, a goal in mind. We execute this, and then after that, you know, when I started Mirai, I was like, boy, if I don't want to be traveling all the time, um, I'm either gonna have to have a lot of people come to Mirai to study, which I, you know, I don't know if I have the energy to perpetuate over the course of time, or I'm gonna have to decrease physical limitation, which was, which meant that very early on in the building of this garden, I, I put in all of the pieces to be able to live stream, and I didn't even use those pieces. Significant investment, significant amount of labor, uh, and I was the only person here to do it. In 2012, we installed the the infrastructure to have the live stream that didn't even become possible until 2017. You know, and the live stream was installed to build what wouldn't have even been possible until 2022, which is the launch of the app. And the app is actually the first iteration of the original idea of how to provide people the capacity to do bonsai better. That, that, that's, that's the shocking thing to me that the, the, the power and the impact that's been had to date was, was just the precursor to the actual, original idea yeah well, excited to see where it goes from there right? yes. it's, it's like that 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 just you know 12 years of groundwork really to yeah. get to an idea that was you know formulated that far back yeah. it's just like man yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah when you try to when you try to when you try to extrapolate it all i think that's what's so frustrating when you see people just straight up plagiarize and rip off ideas is it's just like I kind of worked for that. Do, do you know yeah. what that took? Like, and, yeah. and, and in today's world, this is something that I've recognized. You've just got to accept that there is a shameless, there is a shameless uh, willingness to just duplicate, mm-hmm. to, to, to 
take an idea and act like it's your own. And, and it's, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I mean, content is free. Like people expect information to be served to them and, and there's a frustration with it costing anything because because there are, are platforms that, you know, through people's desire to be looked at, have po- be popular, be, be have people be aware of, they're willing to give up mm-hmm. any sort of value that they have or create in their ideas. And I know that's a one-sided perspective of it because you could also say, yeah, but that's, that's sharing and that's evolving the conversation. And I totally agree with that too, you know? So I yeah. see both sides. Yeah, there's a there's a few things there, and we could go. That's a whole other conversation for 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 hours on end potentially. But it's like you know, there's a little bit of you get what you pay for, you know. And sometimes people don't always give you the goods if you're not actually like kind of investing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at a lot of the information that's been shared, um, you know, in the past, and it and it didn't build it didn't build quality trees. Uh-huh. And this is the conversation about like show me where all the fill in the species mm-hmm. uh you know incredible like, ponderosa pines pick, are yeah where, where are they all at where are right? all the groundbreaking you know california junipers from you know post-world war ii to now yeah, yeah sure and then and then the other another thing i'm thinking there is just you know that's kind of why we just have to keep doing it better yeah you know the re, you you know it's keep providing the best information which i think is a big goal and a big uh thing that mariah has always been able to do and it's not going to stop. It's just going to keep going. I yeah. mean, there's species that you're gonna, that we have on the schedule for uh, 2022 that people have asked about, you yeah. know, and it's going to be so cool to be able to get in deep on some of these things. Yeah, Ume, the example down. earlier, mm-hmm. and a couple other ones that... Ume, Wisteria, Ginkgo, like really digging deep in yeah. these. Uh, and I, I, I'm so motivated by the genre that I just think is the most underserved, which is the broadleaf evergreen. You know, not 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 necessarily olives, because I feel like in, in Europe, olives are highly highly practiced and really uh you know the 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 world of olive bonsai i mean there's olives in south africa there's olives across europe and the mediterranean um it's it's a species that has been utilized as a broadleaf evergreen very to a very high degree but i think like uh when you start to look at some of the other the the Eliagnus varieties and the natives mm. to North America. When you look at the Camellia varieties, when you look at the Quercus varieties, yeah, when oak you look has at, got to be a monster. And 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 I feel like you know just Pieris, just Pieris as a standalone. You mm. you know there's across the Pacific Northwest the amount of ancient Pieris and landscapes, and how many Pieris japonica. This is a Japanese uh, plant. How many have you ever seen? Number one in the Kokfu. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two in a European show, number three in a North American show. I, I really, I think I may have seen one or two as a bonsai ever. Now, I just might lack the exposure to sure. it, but... Bay Laurel. Sure. At, at the national show. Oh, Bay Laurel, absolutely. Uh, mahogany, Manzanita. Um, you know, and these are, there's uh, numerous broadleaf evergreen species across, and I, 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 I feel like rosemary. You know, is like this. There was a darling little rosemary at the national show. Absolutely, but yeah. in Europe, um, as much as rosemary is is uh, a species that naturally exists, uh, boxwood, you know, boxwood on a on a high level uh, of of boxwood, you see some really impressive pieces collected in the south of France. There's uh, obviously you know Francois Jacquier, Fran- Francois Gao. Uh, Jean-Paul Pullman's has handled, you know, his boxwood to just a really high level of execution. And I'm sure there are, you know, uh, so many others, but, but there's really not that many. Boxwood is a worldwide practiced and utilized species. Whereas, so this like broadleaf evergreen notion 
of of high level capacity and execution is it's a that's this, a genre in itself and that becomes you know back to some of that accessibility conversation it's like those are growing in landscapes all over the place that's mm-hmm. a lot easier to i mean potentially a lot easier to kind of go get those pieces than it is to go not everyone's going to go up in the rocky rocky mountains and very and, few people are yeah. in fact because it's a nightmare <laughs> it's and you a total get there, nightmare. E- even if you're ambitious <laughs> enough to get there you get in the mountains and you're and you realize oh this is not what yeah. i thought this i gotta carry field, this out of here there's no field of dreams here you're you are you might you might lose a finger, a limb, uh, you know, like you're gonna have to scratch and claw. Like it, it, they're not. Yeah. It's this. You don't just go out into the woods and find some magical bonsai. Yeah. I, I remember that's the romance. The first time I went collecting, I was like, I like walked out and I'm like, I had this. I had a vision of the actual tree I was looking for in my head. Like I had a vision of like I'm going to find this tree, and I walked out there and I was just like, what is this? Where is the tree? It's, supposed, the, to, it's supposed to be where's here. Where's the bonsai trees? I thought the mountains were yeah. filled with, you know, it's, it, uh, but the, but the urban landscape, just yeah. like, just like the nurseries. These, I, I really am. I'm just as happy to go collect in an urban landscape. I really am. Yeah. We should do some more of that. Yeah. There's a conversation for this coming year. On well, that we too. were looking at the peach orchard that has those oh. old dilapidated trees that are no Come longer on, fruit productive. I mean, Come through for me, the Dave. amount of grapevines being torn out of orchards across California in exchange for uh, almonds, you know, it's a, it's just like the, the this, there's the, just this constantly cycling. Uh, and, and uh, Anthony Fajario up in Seattle, I, I believe is a landscape designer, but you know, right now speaking of the rise, talking about people that are doing significant things, like I'm watching him, as a bonsai personality, just rapidly progress in the work that he's showing on social and whatnot. And and I believe a majority of of the pieces are old landscape pieces that he works with. Does he have some affiliation with PBM? I think I've seen some I think of he's done stuff I think there. he's done some teaching and classes, yeah. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, really but, interesting. You know, his hemlock was the first tree that you saw when you entered the Artisan's Cup. I mean, he's been building his skills for quite a while, but he's really starting to, again, that climb. That 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 the angle of trajectory mm-hmm. upwards, you see these talented individuals accumulate the critical mass of information to really be pushing on a higher level. Yeah. And 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 Todd was there. Michael Fiducia, you know, was there. I I, I think uh, Mike Pollock, well, uh, has, Andrews, has been to that. Yeah, Shikowski, Andrews. Uh, I, I think you, um, Nick uh, Nick uh, from Europe, who was just here. Rosman. Nick, Nick Rosman was just at Mirai. He was in LA doing some international work. He's, I believe, Swiss, uh, working out of Europe, has won some exhibitions as an aspiring bonsai professional. Here's here's a young guy coming out of coming out of really, you know, out of out of the mass, mm-hmm. you know, and starting to emerging. Se- emerging, separating himself. Like the the ride, Aaron Packard. When I met him as assistant curator at the National Collection and his expectation of bonsai, and you see the way he's handled PBM, this is a this is a, an exponential rise of a bonsai uh, personality and a bonsai capacity. Like it's 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 an interesting art form. It is an interesting art form. Yeah, I think that's one thing that we've talked about this week too with some of the planning conversations. Is just also um, in addition to just highlighting everything that Mariah's doing, but also elevating some of these people in the community that are doing really special stuff. Sure, you know because that's it can't all it can't just be Ryan Neal making trees if this is going to keep you know that kind of momentum that we're talking about. It's yeah. like everybody who's 
you know, maybe they're doing it the Mariah way. Maybe they're not. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of ways to get there. That sure. conversation's been discussed in, in depth with deciduous, I think, especially with some of the potential controversy with techniques. But the bottom line is, it's like, just let's just keep going and produce the work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Let's get those better trees. Let's get these better exhibitions, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and whether it's, you know, Aaron or, or Nick or, or whoever it is, like, great, great. Let's all just keep pushing, yeah. you know? And let's yeah. share that with everybody so that it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm 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 always bolstered by I'm always bolstered by the amount of talent that the cream rises to the top. The amount of talent that you see start to separate itself. And podcasting with Danny and Danny from the Ginkgo Center in Belgium, Danny Us, and and really thinking about the Ginkgo Awards. And when when I sat down with Danny when we were at the Trophy the last time I was in Europe pre pandemic. You know, Danny was basically like, "Hey, back in the day, it was it was it was me, Hatsumi Terakawa, and Mark Nolanders. You know, and we were just crushing. It was a it was a trio. We we bickered, we were competitive, we supported each other, and also recognize mm-hmm. that we were competing for yeah. the same meal ticket. Yeah, you know, you're not and it's agree like all the time. Yeah, yeah, but the, but but those three kind pushing of pushing each yeah, other. Those three kind of elef- and they they separated themselves. You know, I think you saw. That happen in each country in Europe. I think you you see that happen. Uh, you're ha- it's happening in Australia. Uh, I think you see that happen in South Africa with uh, the personalities that I've been exposed to in the pursuit of bonsai. Um, you know, David Easterbrook in Canada and in in Anton and some of the the really significant practitioners in in Vancouver, BC, in the mm-hmm. presence of of you know elevating bonsai levels in other regions i think uh nacho marin uh in oh, argentina and for sure and, i like following and him south america absolutely yeah. and um enrique castagna in mexico and some of these really uh fantastic yeah. the exposure, central and south american practitioners the exposures there the connection points you know and being able to like uh you know be pushed by other people but also be inspired by what they're doing sure. you know because what 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 Nacho Marin's working on and the species he has access to, it's like, well, that's not really practical for what we're doing here, you know, but it's like, there's still ideas to be yeah. gleaned from that yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. cool. Just keep on driving. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's nice to be exiting 2021 and looking at 2022 with, with such a profound amount of optimism I mean, there's still a few more weeks in 2021, and I recognize how fast things can change. Uh, but it is it is really, uh, I think, any time that you can look to the future with optimism and, and try to find those those golden nuggets, it, it just makes uh, the journey so much more enjoyable to focus from that perspective on where we're headed and the anticipation of it. And I will say, and I've felt it this whole week as we've been planning Mariah's 2022 uh, behavior, delivery, goals, pursuits, ambitions, and inside of that, you know, that's a real personal dive for me into what it, what am I aspiring for? Because Mariah is such a reflection of my uh, the growth of my bonsai process and what I want to share with the community and where I want to try and do my best to contribute uh, information, knowledge, inspiration, etc. You know, and 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 further the dialogue. Um, but I am walking away from this week. Uh, feeling like uh, 2022 c- could potentially be the beginning of that of that next 
elevated rise. You know, yeah, yeah. We we're, we're we're at a very significant plateau right now. Right. You right. know, and and some of that plateau might have been caused by the pandemic. You know, there's a little bit of of some limitation there potentially, but it's like everybody's kind of like you know redouble the efforts. Uh-huh. You know, and 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 pushing ahead. I think it's about to well, just it's gonna, explode. It's going to demand a tremendous amount of energy and effort. It's going to demand a lot of collaboration and and continuity. I think you can't expect to always be on that upward trajectory. So to regather yourself, to reformulate, to mature, to per- to make the progressions an embedded part of the practice as an accepted, and then boom, ask the questions yeah. that caught. I think that's what the past f- five or six years have been, you know. And 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 the longer that we progress in in the pursuit of this, uh, you know, never-ending mirai. This never-ending concept of the future of what is possible, etc. I think the longer those plateaus last before you get to that next level of trajectory, that was how the narrative arc of my apprenticeship worked. I think that's where you see people that rise for them to go from being a potential talent to being, you know, having that when you when you're a potential talent in bonsai and you're identified by the community and you start being asked to go places, travel, your exposure. Uh, your your skill set, your uh, awareness of of influences and information that contribute to your artistry, and you see that growth. You have to take all of that. It's like going to sleep at night after a productive day. Your mind, your your uh, intuition, your character has got to file all of that. It's got to put it all away. It's got to organize it. It's got to think about it. It's got to make sense of it. It's got to take what's going to become yours and customize it. It's got to become natural and embedded and intuitive. And then you've got to work on it, work on it, work on it until you've almost made it boring, until it's almost not interesting, until you actually start to decline in the quality before you ask the question of, fuck, why am I doing this? Why is this worth it? What am I, what am I here for? you know, what is the next step? Why does this not satisfy me the way that it used to? And it's not this like drug or never ending addiction, but it is a narrative arc of pursuit to boom. Now I'm answering that next question. I, that was for me, that was Mariah in the wild. Oh, interesting. For me, that was Mariah in the wild because it connected me to... It brought it back to what got you interested in the beginning, Absolutely. Right? A full circle, thematics wow. can maintain consistency, but also look at who I met. I've now climbed old growth redwoods. I'm now tapped into the genetic, uh, the National Park genetic you know, recovery program. Uh, we're, we're building an app to further take this information and progress, and we're going out into the wild more. Uh, the facility at Mariah is evolving as a result of that sort of sitting with this sort of static notion of Mariah. And, and t- it's not static on the in, in terms of we weren't moving forward. We were moving forward, but we're going to move forward with a far greater degree of pace in the next several years. It's just It just is. The team has evolved and ready for it. Mariah's evolved and ready for it. I've evolved and I'm ready for it. And I think the community's evolved oh, and 100%. is ready for it. You know, 100%. We've all been sitting here in this pandemic asking ourselves these questions and dealing with this thing that is out of our control. There's only a few things that we can control, and that's how we respond and how we choose to go ahead and move forward. And I think there's a lot of motivation, inspiration, ideas. I think people have had time to process. Oh, the, the 100%. Right? 100%. And they've identified the things that are the most important to them. You're making a big change coming yeah. to Mariah. You're yeah, changing this... your entire life to, you know, I mean, your trajectory is going to entirely shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, I, and for, for me on a personal level, and I know a lot of people that we've talked to, I mean, that's what the last couple of years have really done. It's like 
you know, when things are taken away from you, you know, because of what we've all kind of had to go through together um, globally, you know, you really get a chance to think about what are the things that you really, really love to do and what are the things that you want to be a part of? And, and I feel that, you know, on a personal level, but I feel that just from interacting with so many other people that are a part of this mm-hmm. and the positivity and, and what we can continue to do with this and just keep on pushing forward. I mean, let's go get it, man. Let's yeah. get after it. Yeah. Well, and the thing about you is, uh, is your, uh, your manner and methodology of pursuing bonsai was to expand your community in terms of I watched you, you were in it, you were promoting Las Vegas bonsai, people know Las Vegas bonsai because you're the president of the club, but also because you were representing on a public platform, Las Vegas bonsai, the community pulling in this interesting niche little location with challenging circumstances, climates, etc. You and Darlene were hungry to evolve your knowledge. You met people, you brought people in, you uh, worked with a ton of professionals, you have seen a lot of the ceramicists, you have driven the wagon across the country multiple times now, you've been to the show, you know, it's like, so so you really built your data bank of awareness as maybe as much if not more than any other student I've had in a more rapid period of time, like and and the interesting thing is, is you have bonsai as a history. I mean, your grandpa yeah. was rocking out with bonsai. Great grandparents. Great grandparents were rocking out on bonsai. You're talking about beginning of the practice of bonsai in North America. Your your family was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some photos and some old kind of cool stuff. We've got old... the trees here. Yeah, yeah Japanese maples. Right. Yeah, those Japanese maples from my grandpa's year. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I need to kind of dive back into that because when that when that collection split up from my great grandparents when they passed away and it got split into thirds between my grandfather and his two twin sisters. They each got about around a hundred trees each. I mean, I kind of know what happened to the trees that my grandpa got, but I'm not as familiar. Um, anyway, that's a, yeah. that's a deep dive, yeah, yeah. but, but it's just, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. But it, again, this, you know, it means something to you, sure. right. You know, and all the different connection points that we have and, 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 and what Mariah in the Wild tied back into your experience yeah. of being in the back of a Jeep and looking up at Ponderosa Pines and, you know, all of this stuff that just continues to evolve and drive our passion. It just, you know, it's, 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 it's a good time to be in Bonsai yeah. in, in North America. It's a really good time to be I a agree. part of Bonsai. I agree. And I don't necessarily know, although I could have said it, I don't necessarily know that I felt it or believed it two years ago. Not like I, it was a bad time, but I'm not necessarily convinced that I thought it was as good as what's about ready to happen. Yeah. You know? Everybody's ready. I, I think so, too. And, and, yeah. and you sit through those moments where, where you're not ready or everybody else isn't ready, and you're like, this is mm-hmm. uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? But now we're here. <laughs> yeah. Now we're here. And it's, and it's exciting. I, if, if somebody can listen to this and not be excited, pfft, Oof. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't, just t- don't, know don't touch to, that dial. I just don't know what to tell you. Yeah. 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 Maybe bonsai's not for you. Exactly. <laughs> maybe it's if not, you're not for ready you. To go deep. Maybe you need to read another memo because the memo we're giving you is get ready. We're yeah. coming. 2022. Yeah. Lock and low, baby. It's going to be a good year. It's going to yeah. be a big year. Mariah, yeah. I mean, Mariah continues just to fire on all cylinders, and that's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. In yeah. fact, it's only going to get better. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Good. Cool. See you on the new year. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Boom.